Hello mech fans and welcome to the Valhalla Club. Grab a fusionaire and join us as we talk Battletech and the latest happenings around the Colorado Battletech community. Hello and welcome everyone to the Valhalla Club podcast. Uh, today we have, in our esteemed presence, the Master of Spirits, Bourbon, as well as Mike the Viking, and myself, Matt the Northman. And we are here today to kind of kickstart the Kickstarter. So we're here to preview what we know and what we're excited about for the upcoming Battletech Mercenaries Kickstarter. So... We're just going to kind of jump into it with what we know. And of course, what what most people I think are the most excited about are all the new minis. So they've uh, announced a, a kind of core box set as well as a good number of force packs. And, and we'll kind of go uh, through what we know, at least I'm going to say officially in quotation marks as my fingers wag in the air here. Um, because until I see it on, on Thursday morning, I don't, I don't really know exactly what to believe. So, uh, we're just going to go through that and we'll talk about what we like, what we're excited for, things like that. So hopefully you guys can listen and, uh, and, uh, yeah, check out what's going on here in the near future. So that being said, we're just going to jump into what's, what we know of the, uh, the official mercenary box set. So. Uh, what we think is going to be in there, at least, is as far as mechs, uh, it's going to be the Quick Draw, the Flea, the Devastator, the Star Slayer, uh, the Caesar, Chameleon, uh, we got the Firefly, Galleon Light Tank, the Maxim, and lo and behold, the Inner Sphere Standard Battle Armor. We put them low on the totem pole because that's where they belong. At least that's my opinion. What do you guys think? Wrong. Of those? <laughs> what do you guys think of those units? Uh, I mean, for me, it's nice to get some inner sphere battle armor for once. Uh, we've just been using elementals for for all battle armor, plastic wise, uh, since since those came out. But yeah, just really excited in general for for everything that's coming out. But I think out of that list. Uh, the vehicles and the Intersphere Battle Armor is my, my faves out of the box set so far. I haven't really looked too much into the mechs themselves. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw the art for the Devastator. Um, it looks great, you know. Um, I think the two mechs out of that whole list that I'm looking at is the Devastator and the Chameleon. Um, that Devastator did look amazing. It didn't? Yeah, yeah. it did. So I mean I'm I'm stoked for the Devastator, uh, Chameleon. I mean it's just a general, you know, jack of all trades kind of mech. So you know, but it looks really cool. Um, and, and then the Industry Standard Battle Armor, they did a great job redesigning those things. And uh, I mean I spent the weekend putting together two lances of uh, <clears throat> Industry Standard from Iron Ironwoods Metals. And uh, you're looking forward to the plastic. I'm looking forward to the plastic <laughs> on those because those look phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for those of you that out there that don't know, Catalyst has put out a series of kind of previews of some of the units that we'll be talking about today that'll be included in the Kickstarter. I think they've done seven so far, seven or eight. I always forget. Yeah, I think we're up to number seven. Number seven. Yeah, and I uh, as out of this whole list, I I've always kind of had a fondness for the Caesar. 
um, just because of the the gauze rifle on on the one arm. But uh, I really liked the look of the preview for the Star Slayer too. I thought that looked um, pretty neat. I've never played with the Star Slayer. I, I uh, I've heard of other people talking about it, but just the look of the preview for the mech, it looked pretty sweet. Let's see. So they've, as well as the 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 kind of the core box set, they've got a number of lance packs. So on the inner sphere side for mech packs, I'll just kind of go through them quickly, starting with the smallers and going to the largers. They have a recon lance which has a fire starter, an oscout, a specter, and a javelin. What do you think of this one? I think this the fire starter looks fantastic, Mike. I'll allow it. <laughs> that fire I, starter looks evil, you know. I like it. I like. It. I and like I, it a lot. I like. I like the javelin. It's kind of like a a decent uh, recon, kind of a heavier, but it's got those SRMs to kind of have quite a bit of punch on smaller mechs. I, I really like the Spectre in this group too. I mean, the Spectre, the redesign of the Spectre they did on this, because I just I have one from IWM. I'm just going to call it that. Sure. IWM. And uh, it's okay, but it's it's nothing like the new Plastic Man. And it, and it just looks great. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for, for this Lance pack. Uh, so, like yesterday, I played a large game and we were using formation bonuses and. Uh, I had a recon lance, and in it there was an Oscout. So getting a plastic version of that will be awesome. Uh, and then in other games, like I've looked at having a fire starter in my in my list and the javelin. The Spectre is not one I know much about, but overall very excited. And I, it was a while ago someone pointed out they actually built these lance packs, even from the original Kickstarter, around the actual formation construction rules so you can use one of these uh lance packs both from the new kickstarter and the previous one and everything in that is already fit to go uh with formation construction rules and and whatnot so that's that's really exciting what do you guys think of the inclusion of the os series here starting with the os scout um i mean i think everyone kind of knows much about them laughs because they're like kind of like walking eggs but uh and the os scout I've always looked at it as just a piece of garbage, but uh, I think it has some utility for certain certain situations. It it definitely does. I mean, you know, the the early version of the Oscout was what it was for. It was it was a scouting mech, you know, and I mean, a lot of them either have zero weapons and they have some type of B, B galactic probe or you know ECM gear or something like that, or they have like one medium laser. You know, really the the Big thing on that is its movement, you know. In classic, it moves eight twelve eight. Uh, I think in uh, Alpha Strike, it moves like uh, twenty, maybe. And when maybe when does when does the Oscout get introduced? Because I'm thinking it's pretty fast for its era, right? Um, can't remember the exact date on it. Let me pull up here real quick. Um, eight eight. You're saying eight twelve eight? So it's got jump. Yeah, it's got eight, it's got jump. Um, uh, so it was introduced in 2600, you know, oh, okay. so, so it's early during the Star League, you know, it was that yeah, the Os- series. The Oscout I was using yesterday, which actually ended up being a real workhorse for me uh, because the uh, opponent had 
uh, C3. So my Oscott, I used the 9S, and it's got ECM. Uh, and the big one for me was TAG because I was also using an artillery fire lance. And that TAG was clutch for getting those rolls down for artillery. Um, but the 9S has a 16J for Alpha Strike. Yeah, so I think it's it, it sounds like it's really good in for particular situations, uh, you know, in whatever era you might be playing it. I, I like the Firestarter and Javelin as kind of generalist, but yeah, that Oscout sounds kind of more like a specialist. Um, yeah, and I think the, let's see, yeah, as you get later down the road, I mean, um, the s- standard one you see in the Succession War is like the 7K. Um, uh, or actually, no, the regular, what is it, the Oz. Seven J, yeah, the Seven J is the original version, and you have the Seven J B, which is the Royal, which basically gives it endo steel and then adds a beagle active to with one medium laser. Then the Seven K gives you a tag in replacing the medium laser. So I'm assuming so they're that, relatively cheap too. <laughs> yeah, I mean the battle value for the tag one is like. Three seven uh, four eighty four yeah two point zero yeah <laughs> pretty so, good yeah well the ne- the next step up uh, for the lance packs is the heavy recon lance which has the assassin um, the ostrox so another ost unit um, and um, most people think the merlin and the charger as well uh, what do you guys think of that group I'm pretty stoked for the assassin uh, for as crappy of a mech as it is <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's just i've always loved the look of the assassin mm-hmm. for some reason just it, it almost reminds me of the the hammerhead mm-hmm. you know um just that forward leaning profile kind of thing um but it's just it's and it's got a good movement profile but it's just it's not a it's not a great mech for it's 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 a good mech for brawling or uh, for uh, strikers and, uh, you know, kind of going out and hunting down recon units and stuff. But that's about it. Yeah, I, I like the the look of the preview. And I've uh, I think I've seen it quite a bit on MW5 uh, and I've liked the look of it there, too. It's It's got some utility, but you're right. You're not going to put this one up on the battle line and, and uh, have it do much damage. Uh, what do you think of this one, Mike? Yeah, I was just looking over some of the the cards for it for a heavy recon lance. It seems to be, you know, the the units that I'm seeing, uh, they definitely seem to fit that role. They're moderately moderately beefy, not too many weapons, not too little weapons. Um, movement profiles so far seem to be relatively decent. I'm looking at a Merlin One B. Uh, that one's eight J. I cut for a recon lance though. I wish I would see in a little more uh, probe and tag. Um, Merlin 1B doesn't have any of that. Ostrock, 2CB, no specials. A little bit of IF. Yeah, I mean, for a recon lance, personally, I would prefer a little bit more of those recon elements with the probe, the, um, the tag, and whatnot. But, I mean, not terrible. The art form all looks great. Yeah, and the charger I know have been I've seen the charger used quite a bit recently in in uh different alpha strike scenarios because it's got that speed to get up to wherever you need uh and you've got basically this armor blob on top of speedy fast legs. So it sounds like this this recon this recon lance is like you have the speed. Once we get there we're kinda meh 
but we've got the speed in this thing. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel like the, you know, between the Charger and the Merlin and the Ostrock, you got like a heavy recon lance that's more of a, you know, anvil while the assassin runs around and plays hammer for it, you know. Definitely feels like it would support the regular light recon lance than be a recon lance solely by itself. Right. Right. Uh, Using them together. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Well, let's go up to the next one. We've got to go with the pursuit lance, which has the dervish, the clint, Hermes two and the cicada. Uh, Right off the bat. There, there are a couple here that I've, I've never played much because they seem to be they seem to underperform, which are the Clint and the Cicada. But I do like the Dervish uh, as kind of it's like a semi like a, a trebuchet. But uh, the Clint and the Cicada are are ones I haven't played with much. Um, what about you guys? Uh, the Clint, I mean, another another one of those weird mechs that it underperforms, but I just have always liked the look of it, you know. So I'm I'm really excited to see where where they go with the Clint. Art. I don't think I've seen that yet. I can probably pull that up and look for it if I want to. But. They're all about humanoid with big shoulders is what, what gets you. Yeah. <laughs> it, Clint and, and then also the Dervish. I, I like that. I've always liked the Dervish. Um, I remember running a pair of them for an event like 20 years ago, and they were they were pretty clutch. So um, Hermes 2 and Cicada I'm kind of mad with. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I know. I know. I've seen a good number on MW5 cicadas with the, I think the PPC, and those are those are decent because they've got the range. But it's still just one, usually just one weapon or something. And eh, like for the tonnage, it it really leaves something to be desired. Yeah. yeah. Looking through the stat cards for for these so far, like I've got the, I've got them. A model from each of them open, usually uh, looking a little bit around like the Civil War era ish. Um, looks to be, you know, mo- moderate damage, uh, moderate to slow speed, um, except for the Cicada. The Cicada is getting TMM3. Everything else is getting TMM2. Damage is two to three ish uh, on average for, for those. For me, I like my Pursuit Lances to be a little bit more heavy hitting, but I mean, and maybe a little faster, because a Pursuit Lance, like, when you use the formation rules, uh, they get the Bloodstalker SPA, and they're either hunting down a specific unit or a specific formation. And so if you shoot a unit that's not being Bloodstalked, you get a penalty. Uh, so I like my Pursuit Lances to be a little bit faster and a little bit heavy hitting, but for a, a general, well-rounded Pursuit Lance, it seems to be okay. If you're adding in that Bloodstalker, you definitely want them to be able to to pursue, you know, the Pursuit Lance, to be able to pursue yeah. the, the whatever you've marked as your, your Bloodstalking unit um, wherever they go. So yeah, you at, at least a little bit more speed. You know, the Cicada's got some, but the others may be dragged behind. Yeah, my Pursuit Lance yesterday was a Valkyrie, an Ice Ferret, a Hatchet Man, which was the slowest one, and a Locust 2C. And the Ice Ferret D and the Locust 2C each move in, uh, was it 16-inch or TMM3? The Locust 2C were put, was putting out, and I'm happy to see that in the upcoming list. We'll get there. Uh, but it's a 550. That's a mean-ass Locust. And then that Ice Ferret, also nice and fast, putting out 440, I think it was. Uh, so, 
they were they were my my workhorses for that pursuit lance but for for the one coming out like i said it's it's well rounded i just wish it was a little faster you know have you, have you any of you guys seen any previews for any of these units uh i feel like i saw a preview for the dervish mm. okay um which it looked pretty cool i mean it i mean it redesigned the old one and even the old one or the the original uh art for it was was very comparable to to the updated art so um there wasn't like a big redesign of it yeah i've always liked the look of the dervish too and i i've just liked it as a unit both in classic and in alpha strike so yeah yeah like that uh, well, on to the Intersphere Security Lance. So this is where we get our first four-footer, uh, the Scorpion. And we've also got the Jaegermech, um, Whitworth, and the Vulcan. I will say that, that to me, there's kind of like a trend here of, of one of the units here. The Whitworth is, is somewhat comparable to the, the Dervish and somewhat to the Javelin. So that's... I like all those units as kind of, they can be supporting mechs. Um, both the Whitworth and the Dervish have good kind of LRMs uh, as well as some, some medium lasers. But, um, and I've always loved the Jaeger for some reason. It's It's got the paper thin armor, but it's just got those arms stuck on the side uh, that look, they've always looked cool to me. Um, Mike, what do you think about these? I haven't used any of them uh, table side. I'm personally not big on quads because in, they're restricted uh, front firing arc for for Alpha Strike. Uh, I'm not sure how they interact on the classic side. Um, so Scorpion, okay. Uh, the other ones, the Whitworth looks like a pretty decent uh, medium. Uh, again, looking at a the one H and the Civil War era with a three three one, not bad, pretty good for a medium. I uh, just wish it was a little faster, but I always think that with Inosphere mechs. The Jaeger 330, yeah, not bad. Every time I have one of those in Mech Warrior 5, though, I, I, it's either the Jaeger or uh, the Rifleman, e- either one of them. Uh, they always lose their arms in Mech Warrior 5. I don't know what it is about Mech Warrior 5, but they always end every match without their arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in every in every iteration of BattleTech or Mech Warrior, they just the the armor on where their weapons, their primary weapons, are located for the Jaeger, the Blackjack, the the Rifleman. It's just so little. I love the look of these units, but to play them is is kind of. Uh, it, you're either asking for your weapons to be stripped or your ammo to blow up. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Ben? Of the yeah. I, for me, this is personally for me. This is I call this the sad box because this <laughs> is just <laughs> this is just a lot of units that I've used in the past that I they just didn't perform well. I think the only if there's a bright spot in the box, it it would be the Vulcan. You know, uh-huh. um, with with a flamer and a machine gun and got some decent movement, you know, it's, it's more of a, a heavy scout than, than anything, you know, but it can deal with infantry. It's a, it's a infantry and vehicle hunter is what it is, you know, in my, that's in my mind. When I saw this list uh, put together under the, the name of security Lance, I thought like as a, as a GM, this is what you send your players up against. Like this is the Lance that's guarding the base or whatever. Right. And then, right. that, you put in 
as as a GM because you know your players will be able to destroy these units. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. You know, uh, I mean the Scorpion. It's I mean the Scorpion redesign is is the art looks really good. Um, I'm just you know the Scorpion has always been iconic for running a one long range weapon and one short range weapon, and there's a couple variants in there that add a weapon. You know, but that's about it. You know. I think the original design had a PPC and an SRM6, and that was it, you know. Um, and they they had a, there was some fluff in there about how rough the Scorpion is on its pilots just because the the gait of the four-legged thing, you know. It looks um, like they're, like, down below the knees, down with, the, you know, it's it's quite different from the next one. We'll go over the Goliath, so where you're, like, almost next to the ground, but, but the knees of the Scorpion are, like, up above, kind of clinking around. Right, you know? right. Yeah, I was about to say say the same thing uh, in regards to the specifically the wording here by saying it's a security lance. Like to me, that that means like they're they're more of a defensive role. They're not supposed to be out anywhere near a front line or anything else. Uh, so yeah, that was nail on the head from from my point of view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the next, the uh, the last force pack that that will be put out with the Kickstarter, uh, at least announced, is the assault pack, the the I the Sphere assault lance which has a, another four-footer, the Goliath, and the Hoplite, the Pillager, and the Shogun. And I'll say right off the bat, out of these four, the Pillager is definitely my favorite, and it, it's because it's nostalgic. Uh, I always loved the Pillager in, in when I played the Battletech collectible card game, so that's kind of a weird go. But yeah, the Pillager uh, is kind of the top of my list for this one. Uh, another four-footer, I'm not really... I really don't play with them, but... Uh, what do you like out of this, Ben? You know, I like you said, you know, the Pillager is probably going to be the, the star of that one. Um, the Goliath, the redesign of the new, the, or the art of the new Goliath stuff is looking really sharp. Um, also the Shogun, too. I mean, the, the, the redesign of the art on that is is really, really nice, you know. Yeah. Um, I just don't, you know, I, I played with a Shogun a long time ago. Um, you know, and and being as Wolf's Dragoons is like the only people that have that. <laughs> it's one of those things I probably won't ever play with, but uh, kind of need to have, I guess. Um, sure. The Hoplite, that's another one of those Wolf Dragoon mechs, I think. Um, I've never been a big fan of the Hoplite. It just looks, it's always looked weird. Yeah. It does look a little funky. What do you, what do you guys? Uh, I'll just kind of back out a little bit here and say, what do you guys think of them releasing these? Kind of following the model of the last Kickstarter, where they're released as um, kind of force packs towards the formation bonuses, rather than based on mercenary units. I know, I know, we'll kind of just chat about the the rest of the mercenary packs that they're putting out. But what do you guys think about? Going, keeping going with like this assault, pursuit, recon, lance type thing, rather than going with with mercenary units. Because I, and I, and the reason I ask is because I see myself like picking these apart and putting them with different units rather than keeping them together for paint schemes and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm of the same opinion. You know, I I I understand the the I guess the marketing aspect of it of you know keeping them together for the formation bonuses and stuff like that for. Alpha Strike and and for you know classic or whatever, but I th- I feel like they should have continued the trend of going with specific Merc units, you know, because you get a you get, you get a, a very wide range of of mercenary units that are using a lot of diff- a lot of these units already. So or 
they're not even spelled out. So, you know, you can make it up as whatever you want. That's what I feel like is the ones that are already spelled out. I don't see like, oh, this set of four fits exactly with, you know, with this particular mercenary unit. But I may not know all the all the ins and outs. So maybe. What do you think, uh, Mike? Well, kind of like I mentioned earlier, um, I was a, as one who's slowly using uh, formation construction rules slightly more often. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan. It does make things a little easy. But at the same time, because one chassis can have multiple variants and different roles that fit other formations. So you can still piecemeal them together into, say, that from multiple units from these various force packs into, say, a recon lance or a pursuit lance. Same as what we've done so far with the the force packs previously released. But, I mean, I don't know. It's from, I guess, from a business perspective, it still makes sense because they got to sell product, right? So if you sell stuff that's, intermixed between various packs that can be used in various formations now you got to buy more product as we're all going to do anyways of course, um, of course. <laughs> so i mean it makes sense from a business perspective but it also makes things easy for those especially those that want to try out formations right. formation constructions for a first time it's it's already done sure yeah um so i mean i like them both and as for the mercenary packs uh, i've liked those so far um, I know there's a couple more coming out that haven't yet, and I'm excited for those. But yeah. I mean, there's with with the very very large number of mercenary units throughout lore. I mean, you can't choose them all, so you gotta you know pick pick and piecemeal what what makes sense. The most popular ones. So I mean, I'm a fan. Uh, do you like any of these? Have any particular like or interest in any of these four? Out of these four, yeah. I'm probably going to be using the Recon Lance the most and probably that Pursuit Lance the most. And then probably the Pillager out of the Assault Lance. <laughs> yeah. I think of, of That's fair. all these Lances, these Inner Sphere Lances, as far as which one I would pick, I would probably go with the... Oh, I don't know. Probably the Heavy Recon or the Pursuit. Um, not that... I would well if I were just to pick them as is, it would be one of those two. So yeah, I'd probably go with the recon lance. That that'd probably be my go-to. Yep. I mean, I'm I like the speed. I like the fast stuff. So yeah, the most utility, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so that gets us through all of the Intersphere Mech Lance packs. Now we'll jump over to some vehicles because that's one of the awesome things about this Kickstarter is plastic vehicles. So. Yeah. That's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are just because that's kind of been a limiting factor for a lot of people building um, building new armies or new forces for whatever it may be. But it's great to see they're doing it. Um, so just the, we'll start off with just the battlefield support, uh, which includes the LRM carrier, the SRM carrier, Anticore, and Vedette. Uh, some pretty pretty iconic. Uh, vehicles in that pack. What do you guys like from that? Let's start with you, Ben. Um, all of them. I think it's all great. I mean, the LRM carriers are, are rock stars, you know. Um, the SRM carriers are great for city fighting stuff. Um, huge fan of the Manicor. Um, and the Vedette, you know, um, is a great, you know, kind of a light, medium-ish tank uh, that's got a little bit of speed on it. So, you know, I think I think all four of those units are great to uh, really just kind of round out a general force kind of thing. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I love 
everything in this in this one. Everyone should be using some indirect fire with some LRM carriers. Uh, absolutely. Uh, put that recon lance to work, you know what I mean? Right. And then I'm always a big fan of an SRM carrier, but whether it's in Classic or Alpha Strike, because <laughs> SRMs. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Mana Core and Vedette are also awesome. And they, they also play a nice like defensive role for the LRM carrier or, right. what you know, holding that holding the objective uh big fan of everything in this one yeah i'm just echo you guys this is a really solid uh lance uh lance back um i really like the srm carriers in alpha strike especially if we're paying some scenarios where i have to have something to guard something that 660 for just your basic srm carrier for under 30 points it's pretty pretty solid pretty scary for yeah for fast units. Yeah, I mean, you put a skill three and it only goes up to 30 or 31 points in Alpha Strike, and it, it, it hits pretty hard. I've always loved the Manticore. It's just a solid, solid uh, vehicle. Vedette's great. LRM Carrier's great for kind of situational stuff, but also for, you know, that walk-in phase where they're walking in from the edge of the map and you can start hitting things already. So, yeah, solid group. Um say much more about that and as far as i understand there's going to be two of each in the pack i could be wrong but i think that's what it's supposed um, to be yeah that, that would make sense i think that would be awesome because i usually buy them in pairs anyways with if it's right? in metal yeah like if yeah. i'm getting an lrm carrier i'm getting two yeah SRM carrier, SRMs, probably manicures. probably one but you know most likely two um tanks work best in pairs I think it's yeah. it's it's mentioned thematically, like in the both in the fiction and kind of in the in the force manuals or whatever, that they come in pairs. So yeah, it makes total sense if they do that in the boxes. Um, let's see. The next one's the battlefield support uh, assault and cavalry, where we've got the Shrek PPC carrier, the demolisher, the Pegasus, and the Condor. Ooh, I like this one. I'm I'm a big fan of the PPC carrier. Use that a lot, quite a bit in Alpha Strike. Um, usually doesn't let me down. It's got quite a bit of armor and it's got the reach with the three PPCs. Demolisher, you know what you're getting with that. A lot of once it gets up close, it's super dangerous with the two AC20s. Pegasus for some speed, Condor for some speed, and a little bit of firepower. Uh, what do you think of this one, Ben? You know, um, for this one, the Demolisher, I haven't run a PVC carrier very often. I've run more Demolishers than, than PVC carriers. Um, so kind of kind of excited to see the Demolisher, and the new art looks really good. The Pegasus, uh, I've run a lot of Pegasus before. Um, I've, I've always loved them. Pegasi. Really... Oh, Pegasi. <laughs> Pegasus. Here we go. Are we back to pronunciation oh, back again? To pronunciation. <laughs> so, someone get trend. Oh, no. Where's he at? Where's he at? Um, and then the Condor, uh, of course, Condor's a, a staple Davian, you know, hover tank. So, you know, I've always liked Condor. Yeah, it's a great group. Uh, Mike, what are you liking here? Absolutely all of it, once again. Uh, so the game I played yesterday, I had three out of the four on the field. I had a uh, Demolisher. Or, no. I had two out of I had two out of this one, and I had a SRM carrier. Uh, but PPC carrier, great um, objective holding, like hold, hold protecting your your home field or whatever objectives 
because it's not fast by any means, but a 333 because the triple PPCs is always nice. Yep. Demolisher, I've always loved demolishers, whether it's the AC20 variant or what I used yesterday was the Arrow 4 demolisher with two Arrow 4 tubes. That was brutal. Um, was looking at the I used the Condor yesterday. That was great for protecting the my artillery tanks because it's it had a I think it was three three zero with a sixteen move. Uh, so it was great for protecting the artillery in the back. And then hadn't used Pegasus before, but looking at it now, um, I love it. Uh, yeah. Specifically looking at the thirty fifty eight upgrade right now with a two two zero eighteen inch move, but ECM Pro Recon and Tag. Um, big fan. Yeah. If I yeah. if I were to say of all the all the boxes we've covered so far, like which one is kind of like works the best together, this is the one I would actually pick because you've got the long, the yeah. big, the the speed, you know, kind of combination of all. So I I really like this combination of forces. Yeah, I think it's I'm going to cool. need like three of these <laughs> packs, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and one of the things I really like about these, the, you know, they, they call them battlefield support, and I really like that because these just kind of fit into mercenary units everywhere. These aren't, like, right. very spa- uh, faction-specific. So I, I really like these combinations so far. Let's see. Let's go on to the next, uh, the battlefield support recon and hunter. So for this one, we've got some big boys with the Antos and the Behemoth. And then we have the Skulker and the Warrior V Toll. What's your thoughts, Mike? Um, I'm looking them up now. I haven't used really any of these. Maybe I've used the Warrior V Toll because everyone needs more Flyboys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the other three right now because I haven't really used them before. So while I look that up, uh, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we saw a lot of skulkers at the uh, at the LVO tournament, you know. Yep. Um, when they came out with the new rec guides for that thing, and and you know, skulkers always kind of been one of those support units that you really don't get a lot of play time with because it's more of a like a a support element, you know. It's it's out there snooping and pooping, doing what it needs to do to find the bad guys and stuff. Um, warrior VTOLs are always good. Um, just a general attack VTOL. The only thing I don't like about the warrior is like it never has a whole lot of troop transport. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's one version of it that carries like a squad of like foot infantry, and that's about it. That's all, all it can do. Um, and then it's kind of more was, like one one faceted rather than being able to do multiple things then, right? Right, right. It's more of a harasser, a, 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 a recon element um, yeah. that can defend itself kind of thing or, you know, a quick strike kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but Antos, Antos is a beast. Love the Antos. Yeah, yeah it is. I mean, looking at it right now. I don't know about I don't know about the the mini though. Like I I was just looking at the preview. I'm like ah, it just looks so weird with like the stacks of four lasers or whatever. And I'm like, Ugh. well, and it's I mean it's when you look at the art from like the original Tiro thirty twenty six and stuff, yeah. where it's it's just got four medium lasers on each side. That's eight medium lasers on a turret. Like it's just <laughs> it looks mean as hell, oh, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah. Um, and the behemoth's good too. I mean, it's even the the original version of the behemoth was running, I think, two AC tens, um, plus some LRMs and SRMs, all kind. Of, it's it's just a armor for days. You know, it's it's gross. Yeah, yeah. It's looking like once again the Antos and the behemoth are your objective holds. 
Um, and depending on which variant you get, like right now I'm looking at the Antos Heavy Tank LRM. IF3, not bad. Um, and then uh, 4 medium, 4 long for, for standard damage, pretty good. Uh, Behemoth 784 for the Davian variant. Uh, that's just bleh. awesome. Speed on this, Mike, because you know this, you're calling uh, this recon and hunter. I see the recon, but I don't know about the hunter part. So the recon you're going to get out of the Skulker and the Warrior for sure. Yeah. Um, the uh, the hunter part maybe more defensive because I don't know. The Antos is a six inch TMM one behemoth, four inch TMM zero. Yeah. Like that's that's your it's an objective hold. The Skulker's yeah. got a lot of good variants, a lot of ECM, uh, C3. Uh, so that'd be like a little tank to just hang out around the back as a master, because there's a master variant, C3 master variant, uh, around those two big beefy boys to kind of protect the master, I guess, um, while the warrior goes out and, I don't know, does work or protects them. I don't know. Uh, maybe not recon. They're not fast enough. Yeah, so definitely not. I would liken this actually as, as a lance. It's not a recon lance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not as a lance. Um, I I definitely got hit with the skulker power uh, by Charles at LVO, where he had a skulker with a C three, and then he he linked those with two Jess twos. So that was evil and not <laughs> Charles. Uh, but yeah, I. I I, I definitely see the recon part, but maybe not as much the hunter part because those guys can't move, right? They can't go hunting. They're just waiting. <laughs> and they're not like, they don't have tons of IF. They have some, but not tons. So Right, right. Yeah, and looking at the warrior, um, maybe, a, maybe recon slash throwing out just adding to an ECM bubble because most of these warrior... Attack helicopter variants are very squishy. They're very fast. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. TMM four yeah. plus one, giving it an effective TMM of five, is great. The warrior is going to fall in the recon roll, and uh, C three disrupting with the ECM. Um, ooh, this one's uh, HX. No, oh, experimental. Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but most of them don't have a lot of damage output. Yeah. Uh, but throwing ECM all over the place while being a really, really hard to hit ECM, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, so good recon. The the seven the H seven F has tag. So yeah, yeah the, that's recon. The warrior's just the Oscout of the air, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. except the Oscout at least has a little bit more punch. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at all these zero stars. Uh, uh, yeah, that's probably. But yeah, it's it yeah it's the Oscar of there. Yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah, it's very situational. You know, if you need it, then you take it. If you don't, then it's not a generalist. So leave it home. Uh, let's see. Last battlefield support is the objectives, which is a very interesting one. So this one uh, has the mobile HQ, the mobile long tom, and your some mash units. So. That's interesting and cool. If you're a collector, or if you want these on your, you know, in your campaign or something, that, I I like that they're making them. That's cool. What are you guys? Thoughts? Yeah. This one seems to me, um, it, it's it's not bad. Uh, this one's going to be very niche though for those that are running campaigns and those that are running uh, battlefield intelligence because the uh, MHQ that's for battlefield intelligence which is going to be campaign-focused. Uh, same thing with the MASH. 
Um, what's mash do? Does that does that at least heal infantry like it should? Yeah. Um, I assume I've never I'm played not, with a mash or even looked at rules. I've never looked up the mash rules. I've I've only used them as like objectives, like they're escorting, you know, escorting a mash truck or something like that, you know. So I've never really seen what a mash like. What what are the rules? Yeah, you know? I that's yeah. what I'm assuming. I mean, art, art looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like the mo- I like the long time. <laughs> Everyone should use some long time yes. with a six inch yes. AOE. Um, <laughs> and that doesn't even have times. to. You need a whole battery. Um, and that one doesn't have to be campaign focused, but the mobile headquarters and mash that's going to be that's going to be campaign things, which is cool. Um, I know we've mentioned multiple times that a lot more people here in the area want to start transitioning more to narrative focused and campaign style. So I mean, I see them getting used. Yeah, or like specific scenarios where it's like protect the mash, you know, protect the the, the yeah, rear absolutely. base, or or you know, you've got to transport the mobile HQ across the map. Or something. But yeah, it's not just going to be pick up play for, with these guys usually. Uh, Interesting. So I had to look up the mash uh-huh. rules real quick because I was curious. Um, so, a unit with mash special and alpha strike uh, can tend to wounded warriors helps to recover their injuries between battles. During gameplay, a unit with mash equipment can accommodate infantry units as if it has an IT number uh, equal to half its mash number value rounded up. For example, a unit with a mash 6 can act as a unit with an IT3 special. Oh no, I feel people's AS350 ears perking up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where's my mash? Beetle? I have definitely don't see mash being added to <laughs> to use for because because between battles and and AS350 you fully heal anyways. You're right. Well, in unless you're playing like a like a linked scenario or a link, you know, linking scenarios in a campaign or something like that where, you know, mash equip units provide a bonus to repairing infantry units in between scenarios. Yeah. So if, if yeah. you want to go down using the chaos campaign rules and stuff like that, you know. I think it would be cool. So I came, as I mentioned way way back when, uh, that I came into the universe through the Clicks Age. And the Clicks, a mash truck and a, a battle mech recovery vehicle, could repair units, infantry or or mech respectively. Right? Uh, they right. could repair units during the game. Now they didn't move fast at all, so you had to essentially move back towards your home edge to get repaired, and then you could go back out. And you could only repair to a certain point. Uh, based on the click style. If they were right. to update the rules a little bit uh, to make these maybe a little more viable for pickup games, um, and, or even so that where you could repair a little bit of damage during the battle uh, by coming all the way back to that home edge, uh, that would make mash and recovery vehicles a little bit more viable for, maybe not for pickup game, but for narrative games for sure. This is like, I mean, I'm looking at the, alpha strike card for it now i mean it's you know it's it's not bad i mean for six points six pv i mean it's got a short range damage of one with two armor and one structure and it's got a mm of two with a 10 inch wheeled movement so you know and it can do an it3 uh with a mash five so you know there's your there's your foot soldiers there you go movement yeah i definitely see like i said definitely see a huge narrative game aspect to to both the the mash and uh the mobile headquarters and if they ever if if they if if they want to continue adding to uh narrative style units eventually uh 
putting the battle mech recovery vehicle out in plastic as well so that you could, you know, repair units in the middle of a battle or whatever. Maybe not, uh, so like just spitballing here, if you were to repair a unit during a game, you wouldn't be able to repair any structure, but maybe each turn being able to repair, say, two pips of armor per turn while in base-to-base contact, something like right. that. Yeah. That's is an idea. Yeah, And I honestly, I just like the fact that they're kind of expanding beyond just what's combat effective. I mean, that's what we're generally playing in Battletech. But, you know, just having right. like other units to have on the board to add flavor into, you know, the basically our little mini universe that we're playing. And I think this is a great idea, even if it's just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, cool. Uh, of these, which is your guys' favorite? These four battlefield support acts. Art- artillery go boom <laughs> I, i'm gonna go the other direction and with the lrm carrier and the srm carriers man oh you're asking in general yeah. i thought you were asking about that one pack uh, no, out of all yeah. of them i mean i like them all <laughs> i like them uh, all but the but first the first two we choice. went over for sure yeah i'm assault and cavalry for sure i just i like that combo uh of the heavy hitters long range speed so would be mine yeah uh, let's see. Okay, in, now we've got some clan stuff, which is awesome because some people just love clanners. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh, Mike. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, start. Everyone needs to have a common enemy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> enemy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You gotta have the bad guys in there too. Uh, start off with the clan cavalry star, which includes the black python, locust two C. Jenner 2C, the Griffin 2C, and the Shadowhawk 2C. Ben, what are you liking out of these guys? So it, it's interesting because I had a conversation Friday night with a guy that uh, he was lamenting that they weren't producing a lot of clan stuff in the Merc Kickstarter. And I was like, well, I think they're going to come up with some stuff. And so this is, I haven't seen anything on this any of the clan stuff coming up aside from the Omni fighter, which we'll talk about later. But, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to just see this stuff coming out, you know, um, for this particular group. Um, I, I'm not a big two C guy for this group. Um, even the locust two C is, is the only one I'd probably run would be the locust two C 10, which I mean, that thing is disgusting. Um, with, in Alpha Strike, it's five short, five medium, all energy. It's got reflective armor. Evil. I mean, Evil. it's 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 ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard for me to get behind the two C line for this for this group right here. Yeah. Um, Mike. Uh, so I'm pulling up some of these units right now. I like I, so I I used the standard Locust two C yesterday in that uh, in my pursuit lands, and that thing was mean. Um. Rick's face when he was like, "It does what?" Uh, it's a locust. That's always yeah, fun. yeah. And that's, always, that's how you lose friends, Mike. He's like, "What kind of locust is this?" I was like, "It's a locust 2C." Uh, um, and so it looks like the locust 2C and the locust 2C10 are almost the same. Uh, same damage value. It's just the the 10 adds that reflective armor. Uh, let's see, Jenner 2C fast. Uh, so su- super fast. Same with any other clan light. It's it's a two armor, two structure. Not super heavy hitting, at least not the 2C4 that I'm looking at now. Um, Griffin 2C, well-rounded medium, as most of the Griffins are. Uh, Black Python, that thing's mean. 
Um, it's it's mean, but I I'm not a big fan of it because it looks like you strapped an arrow fighter on top of some legs. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking like, at that yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, yeah. let's take this and put some legs on it. Yes, yes. <laughs> It's it's a quad arrow fighter. That's all it is. <laughs> and then pulling up the Shadowhawk 2-3 now, if it ever wants to load. You know, and that's it's one of those things like the Shadowhawk 2C, like I've always I've always been a fan of the Shadowhawk. And I got real excited when I saw Shadowhawk 2C when it first came out, and I was like, oh, this, this is gonna be nice. awesome. And then you're just kinda like, eh, it's 10 tons lighter like that's not a, that's not what a shadowhawk is <laughs> yeah uh, same with it, it it looks like it's keeping that intersphere movement profile therefore like engine because it's still just a 12j yeah. uh it's it's a 440 for the standard 2c not bad um armor structure decent but for a 45 tonner uh clan mech i would expect at least tmm3 right right poor shadowhawk well Although I am, I, I am glad they did redid the art for it because the original thirty fifty five art was kind of hokey. <laughs> so I might run this one <laughs> just to get it out on the board, just to put it on the board. You yeah, know? yeah. I I like the Jenner two C just for the hippity hops. Um, it's it doesn't have anything special about it, but. Uh, yeah, the others I'm I'm not too familiar with, but sounds like I need to get more familiar with the Locust 2C. Um, maybe maybe put my Black Python in with some aerospace fighters so it can look it can feel comfortable. So so good to fit yeah, in. Exactly. <laughs> put it out on the tarmac, let it feel good. It, it looks like a lamb, like the 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 land air oh, yeah. that they used to oh, have, yeah. and everybody wants to bring back for some ungodly reason, but. Um, it looks like it's caught mid change, you know. Yeah, this is like one of the the tran- like the evil transformer jet dude. I forget what his name is. <laughs> right. Yeah, it looks exactly like yeah, this. the sky warp and thunderbolt or thundercracker. Yeah, and... I don't know. Yeah, mm. black python. Mm. Okay, yeah. uh, let's move on to the the other uh, star, the Clan Direct Fire Star. Now this one has a couple more two C's. So we've got the Phoenix Hawk two C the Rifleman 2C, and the Highlander 2C, as well as the always popular but never present yet Grizzly and the Bane. So, what are you thinking about this one, Ben? This is a scary freaking yeah, star, yeah. man. I mean, Yeah, it is. I'm looking at it right yeah. now. Damn. This is, this is a badass star. And out of the 2C line, this is the one I would go with. I mean, the Phoenix Hawk 2C... Sean Goolsby, if you're listening, I know you're a big fan of the Phoenix Hawk 2C. Um, you know, Grizzly, I've always loved the, the story behind the Grizzly. Um, the Bane is, it looks funky, but it's just an evil, evil mech. Um, and, of course, Josh down in Colorado Springs, he loves that Rifleman 2C. Yep. Uh, the Highlander 2C is great. You know, I mean, there's there's just so many good mechs in this pack, you know. Yeah, this one definitely, definitely brings the heat. Man, this is be scary to get in front of this sucker. Uh, it is know. definitely a direct fire lance. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Direct. Yeah. The, the Highlander 2C, and so looking at all the, the standard variants out of out of this pack right now, Highlander 2C, uh, 774, beefy as hell. Uh, Phoenix Hawk 2C, 433, also beefy, TMM2. Rifleman 2C, uh, still standard. 
555. Just as beefy. The Grizzly's awesome at a 554. 8J, beefy. The Bane, also beefy. 333. Yeah. Scary, scary star. Yeah, of the two stars that they're going to be putting out, this is definitely the one I would go for uh, to play on on board. I'd probably get both, but I would definitely play this one over the other. Okay, well, uh, so that's those are the clan uh, stars. There'll be two stars, at least, that we know of that'll be coming out. And then we go to uh, a clan Omnifighter, which is cool. I think this kind of... Uh, goes back to the Shylone that was put out with the last Kickstarter. So they'll be putting out the Visigoth. So what do we know about the Visigoth, Ben? I know it's a clan aerospace fighter. That's that's about all I got, that's, you know. That's um, my knowledge as it, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't played aerospace since Aerotech 2 came out back in, you know, early 90s, I think. So, um, But from looking at the card, I mean, it's... It's got a lot of stuff going on there. I mean, there's some bombs, there's some flax, there's there's you know some some decent thrust, you know. So it, it, we'll see what the happens. The art looks great. the The preview kind of looks great. I I like the look of it. It's just uh, I need to get more time playing with. Uh, Everyone needs to spend more time. Like <laughs> me and Rick have been saying this for a while. Like we we when our thousand PV match yesterday, we each had four aerospace fighters. Uh, it makes the it makes the fight three dimensional and man is it a lot of fun. Uh, yesterday was the first time we had both had to encounter air to air fights. Uh, that's a lot of fun. I really like the engagement mechanic. Um, and if you ignore aerospace fighters for too long, you're screwed, man. And this Visigoth uh, for it, it is exactly what it is. It's a fast dog fighter, and for a medium uh, aerospace fighter, this thing puts out damage. Uh, the Prime 551, uh, which it is also nice that it has flak on it to deal with other VTOLs or aerospace fighters. Um, the point defense system, the PNT 1 or 2, uh, we were looking at that yesterday. Uh, we were a little confused by it. Uh, we'll figure it out eventually. We might have to ask Kestrel what, what that means. <laughs> Uh, right, because it it kind of looks like you know it kind of reads like AMS for aerospace fighters, but at the same time it doesn't. Was a little confused on it. We just opted to igno- completely ignore point defense, and it's probably something we're paying PV for. But yeah, in general, the Visigoth uh, these are all very very strong um, medium fighters. Uh, and I'm glad that they're they're putting out something that the Shylone can face, right? So they're saying, okay, well, we already provided you one inner sphere, so now we'll match it with one clan, uh, so that you can have stuff yeah. on both sides of the board if you're playing clan versus inner sphere. Yeah, I definitely hope they keep coming out with with plastic aerospace because I'm like I said, I'm just a huge fan of aerospace uh, on in Alpha Strike. I have no idea how to use it in classic. And I, I, when I play it with aerospace and Mega Mech, I'm just like, this is weird and doesn't make sense to me. So I'll probably never <laughs> use it on Classic outside of, outside of Mega Mech. Because even in Mega Mech, I'm just clicking around until it finally moves. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> it, but, I don't know how many times I've crashed the aerospace oh, uh, into Mega Mech. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. But for, for Alpha Strike, huge fun. Um, and really strategic. Uh, just yeah, big fan of aerospace. I hope they keep it up and eventually come out with an actual like aerospace line. They kind of teased it with the uh, and even with their write up for when they released the Shalone was like 
our our test run at plastic aerospace i'm like keep it up more aerospace (laughs) you heard it here first yeah and i think you know this you can kind of see the trend from the first kickstarter was all all mixed now we've got vehicles coming so this is like you know we're getting more players in let's expand what you play with and i think you know uh fighters are kind of the next maybe the next portion to that is let's expand you know 3d wise into what you're playing with so hopefully it keeps going um let's see and then we've got uh quite a few other goodies coming along with uh the kickstarter now uh i'm not sure exactly what's gonna be what else is gonna be coming i know they'll probably have like challenge coins and patches and Hopefully yeah, not guys. I, I, I don't know what we're getting into. Yeah, I, I don't know what else they're going to be putting with this stuff. So, but I, I generally like most of the stuff. I really liked the posters. I kind of have the posters around my place. Um, I'm not sure. What What do you guys want? What else do you guys want to see come with this Kickstarter? I mean, I want to see some more, you know, just the patches are cool. Um, more t-shirts and stuff. Um, dice. We saw how that worked out with the last Kickstarter. Right? Somebody, I heard a rumor that there might be another try at the dice thing. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. You know, the challenge the, coins are cool. Yeah, yeah I like, uh, as as a military person, I love challenge coins. Um, sure. I love to put them on, on my wall and my, and my display. Uh, they're, the ones I have now are intermixed with my actual military coins. Um, and they, they fit. They look like they belong there. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, like for, for the shirts and stuff, I mean, the, the shirts they've got coming out now alongside, uh, once a month with the little novellas that are, um, kind of like their, their drive up and their hype up towards the actual Kickstarter. Uh, they look great. Uh, Rick was wearing a ELH shirt yesterday uh, and it cool. just looks really high quality and, and really good. Um, and I was... I've always looked at like the uh, MechWarrior Academy shirts that they've that they've had for years, and I'm like, eh, maybe I don't know. So having actual shirts that are like big front and center, like this is the faction mm-hmm. or whatever, I think they look great. Um, and then it looks like they're doing more of those premium metal dice. Uh, those look good. Um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm excited for all of it. I'm really really I was hoping by now we could at least see what the stretch goals yeah. are. <laughs> But yeah, I'm impatiently yeah. waiting for that. So, so uh, speaking of but, which, okay, now here's the question: What is your one stretch goal that you think would be awesome? And I'll start. I'll give you guys a minute to think. But mine would be a terrain pack, 3D terrain for classic maps. So I think that would be a cool stretch goal because I think that adds a lot to. Uh, I mean, that's why we use it with, with Alpha Strike is because it looks cool. And it makes like you know, line of sight and things like that uh, more realistic and uh, kind of easier to understand for everyone. So I think that'd be a cool stretch goal. Okay, so Ben, over to you. You know, I, I'm going to echo that because I, I think that would be a cool stretch goal, especially with the battle mats and the the, the neoprene battle mats that have been out. You know, um, they look great when you put them down on the table. Um, the one thing I've noticed is as you're playing through like you there's shadows on the terrain um where the level one level two stuff comes into play for classic 
where if you'd put a 3D hill that matched that, that would be kind of neat, you know? And that way you don't have to, like, well, is that part of that? Is that, I'm not quite sure, kind of thing. So I think that'd be kind of neat to have, you know, maybe some 3D terrain, some cardboard 3D terrain that you could, you know, put together for the, the existing battle mats would, would be pretty neat. Official terrain would be would be pretty dope, uh, 3D-wise. I think for me, um, especially with such the, the large push, uh, or not really, not necessarily the push, but the large growth and, uh, I don't know, hype that Alpha Strike's had and, and gain of traction it's had over the past couple of years, they've got the hexless maps for Alpha Strike now, mm-hmm. but they're too small. They're the same size as a regular one, so it'd be great yeah. to get some fo- official... Four by four, six by four, Alpha Strike maps. I granted, yeah, FLG already makes all that. I don't know. Put two of them together. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, and I, I love the BFM. I love it. I want yeah. one so but if bad. You did that, I'll get there. Yeah. Eventually. But if you did that, one side hexed and one the other side hexless. That'd be cool. That'd be freaking cool, That'd man. Be cool. I wouldn't mind. I'd, I'd pay one fifty yeah. for that. Yeah, I want to see some more. I want to see more battle mats, but I want to see more like city battle mats you know we've got a lot of terrain battle mats that you know f- you know that are, look really cool um but there's not a lot of city type battle mats yet so i i'd want to see more of those yeah, I, I, you know some like dense urban shit you know exactly i've only seen like on like half of a battle mat you've got some city and they just put out their their newest one is like an airfield but that's that's basically it. Right. So that would be cool. Yeah. Ooh, I have a new one. Uh, stretch goal, maybe on the, the higher tier of things. But going back to what I was saying earlier, maybe a stretch goal of, I don't know, a clan aerospace squadron and inner sphere aerospace squadron. That would be dope. That would be. Or like, a, like, a, like a, a fighter wing in a box kind yeah, of thing. That would be. Sweet. And maybe a better drop ship because the one that came in the last one. Uh, was it well received? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they should have something to go like that. I mean, probably a leopard. Yeah. You're gonna start small. <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> cool. Well, yep. There's the. That's what we know of the minis to come. Now I've got the Adepticon schedule here. So this the the Kickstarter goes officially up on this Thursday, the 23rd of March. I'm not sure exactly what time it actually starts. You know, you can start putting in your orders. Has everyone prepped their wives for or their spouses for the amount of just, just it's a cash we're about to throw? It's okay, honey, it's okay. <laughs> we're, it'll all be okay. I have. She she's kind of like, yeah, you do whatever you want. I don't care. Use use the credit card they don't know about. <laughs> I'm not going to promote that, but maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what time this actually pops up. But the Adepticon stuff starts at 10 a.m. on Thursday. And it'll pretty much be Thursday through Saturday. It'll be 10 a.m. through 10 p.m. On Sunday, it'll be 10 a.m. through 4 p.m. And in general, each day, uh, especially Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but they'll, they'll have interviews with uh, some of the writers, some of the higher-ups and catalysts. They'll have kind of check-ins with different launch parties around the world. Uh, I'm assuming those are just going to be the official ones that that Catalyst is sponsoring. They'll have actual plays through different scenarios. They're at Adepticon, which they'll they'll be broadcasting. And then on Thursday and Saturday, they'll have a fiction roundtable. 
Thursday they'll also have an art round table and on Friday they'll have a game creation round table. Uh, so there'll be all this stuff. I mean, it's like three and a half days straight of streaming Battletech stuff from Adepticon, which is cool. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to maybe maybe watching or listening to? Um, I'm definitely looking forward to some of the fiction roundtables. Um, as a guy that does dabble in writing a little bit, um, you know, I'm I'm curious to see what the fans think of certain fiction and and what their ideas are going forward into the old clan era so that's that's kind of my looking forward to from adepticon side cool but you mike well i start vacation friday so the only time i'd be able to check in is periodically throughout the day thursday while i'm at work and then home uh but when i'm not driving or walking around a national park probably checking back on because I'm sure they're going to have it on on YouTube or oh, or yeah. something. Going back to the stuff that was already um, broadcast live, uh, the fiction for sure. Uh, as as big lore nerd, game creation. I'm intrigued to see what that's about. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Yeah, f- fiction. May- maybe the art. I'm not a huge artist. Um, I think my painting skills in general are mediocre at best. <laughs> but. Uh, Definitely fiction, game creation, and just, uh, what, I'm going to try and watch the actual like live um, broadcast of the Kickstarter launch itself. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. I assume, I think because Lauren starts it off on Thursday at 10, so it'll probably be at 10, but I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see quite a bit of it. I'll probably, yeah. And, and I'll mention that they ha- they'll have two streaming services. I forget the other one, but they'll definitely have it on a YouTube channel. So you can check back in on this. Um, I'm, I'm, I like putting on actual plays like in the background as I paint and I can kind of look at, because they're going to have like different groups. Like they'll have DFA there playing some catalyst guys. They'll have different, different people popping in, uh, from the community kind of, uh, people from YouTube and stuff like that to play to play the actual Catalyst people. So that'll be kind of fun just to see them play. But uh, I'm interested to actually on Sunday morning to see the play testing. It sounds like they're going to be play testing a new uh, a new scenario or a new something new. So I, I like to see how play testing goes. Um, but I, I'm just it looks like it, it may be that um, what they teased at the Kerensky con a while back, like that that board game. Yeah. But- um, maybe that's what they're going to be playtesting. Like and style I don't know. board game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I haven't heard, I, I had heard that, Oh, this is coming soon. And then I haven't heard anything about it. So maybe this is the time that they bring it up as well. I'm not sure. Um, and I'll periodically be checking in on the, uh, the Wolfnet discord for the updates from the, uh, Wolfnet 350 tournament happening there as well. Yeah. You'll yeah. probably see me cursing, especially on Thursday, the, Self cell tower quality that is on Fort Carson because it is abysmal during the duty day yeah. because there's so many people on that installation and so few upgraded towers. I'll have full bars and like no service. I'm like I'm just so I just want to watch this man. Yeah, and we and we should, <laughs> should mention that that I'm sure Wolfnet will be streaming uh, at least one of the boards there. Uh, I would assume. Uh, from the tournament, which is going to be on, is that Thursday or Friday? The tournament? Yeah, the, the AS350. I want to say it's on Friday. Friday. And I know that 
That would make sense because you've got the launch on Thursday and people are going to be so caught up with that and they're going to want to be so involved with kickstarter.com on that that you should probably have the tournament on Friday. <laughs> That's what I would assume and I know that they're doing a BTCC Classic as well as a BTCC Alpha Strike um, at Adepticon as well so we can, can wait for, for news on how those go. Uh, yeah. Interesting to see what happens. Uh, but yeah, we're just excited for the launch to, to go forward uh, starting. So this Thursday, whenever this comes out, this Thursday, the 23rd of March, uh, either, I don't know, I'm not sure. Crack a, crack a dawn or 10 a.m., we'll see. Um, so for that, actually, we're here in Colorado. We do have one kind of, we weren't selected for one of the official launch parties, but we are going to be doing an unofficial. Boo. Yeah, seriously, come on, man. Uh, unofficial Texas, damn you, Texas! Uh, I know what what. It's only borders and and coasts. That's all that get them. Texas doesn't have a dedicated BattleTech podcast. Colorado does. Oh, Come right. on, we exist here in the middle. I don't. No, no. What am I? Chop liver? There's, there's two coasts and like the edges, and then there's this blob of nothingness. That's what happens. Yeah, uh, but we'll be we'll be putting on a launch party this Friday night. Uh, that'll be the twenty fourth at Hobbytown Westminster. So any any listeners uh, in the area, you are more than welcome to come out. We will be we'll have food, drinks, pizza, stuff like that. We will have a miniature showcase where you can bring your minis, your painted minis out, show them off, get them out of that plastic case at home, and and uh, show them off a bit. You know, it can be any any painting level i'll be bringing some and i am not a top tier painter by any means <laughs> contrast mm. and speed paint are my go-to so that that'll tell you how how skilled i am uh skill in a bottle yeah exactly we will have various games to play so i know ben's going to be putting on a couple classic scenarios there will be uh, maybe large Alpha Strike battles. I think John from the podcast is going to be running a couple of those. We're going to have, or it looks like we're going to have a couple Solaris battles going on. I think Randy from uh, from Longmont is going to run those. We might have some aerospace going. I'm going to be bringing a BattleTech collectible card game for people to try out and play if they want. Uh, there, there will be other stuff and we'll be announcing this on the discord and on, on the Facebook page. So if you're in the area, we'll start, uh, at Hobbytown Westminster around 6 PM. Come on out, have a good time. Just relax and come play or come enjoy the battle tech stuff. We'll have, we'll even be having some of the animated cartoons on the TVs and stuff. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Right. Yeah. Don't forget to bring your trade stuff. If you want to get rid of some of your stuff, you'd you can't stand yeah, Ben wants to trade you for some minis. So <laughs> <laughs> I got about two cases of, of minis that I'm, I'm looking to offload and I'll take, I'll take whatever. Yeah. You know. So, uh, except, except bad dice. I don't want yeah, bad dice. Don't, don't take those. We got enough of those already. <laughs> I got yeah. enough of those. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, and to uh, echo, well, Sorry, real quick, just just to echo uh, what you mentioned a second ago, um, for those that haven't already and are avid listeners, uh, please join our Discord. Um, the link is in our uh, show notes or description, whatever you want to call it, uh, for, ev- for every episode. Um, so join us on the Discord, join the conversation, and join us at our unofficial launch party via Discord. Exactly. We may, <laughs> we may mm-hmm. be able to stream some of it as well, so we'll, we'll see what we can work out. Um, 
it'll it'll kind of depend on what hobby town's got as far as bandwidth and stuff but uh it should be a really good time it'll be battletech and and you know mech warrior whatever uh so come out and enjoy with uh six six o'clock friday six six p.m to yep. midnight all night long um so uh we also wanted to mention some of the other things that catalyst has been putting out so we mentioned the other mercenary unit packs so like Kelhounds, eridani or eridani i forget uh Arid- <laughs> go eridani with horse uh <laughs> remember last episode it was eridani <laughs> Donny. Um, the Eridani Light Horse, Northwind Highlanders, Hanson's Rough Riders, hashtag Justice for Hanson. Justice for Hanson's Rough Riders. Hashtag Justice for Hanson's. Great Death Legion. And I think the latest one announced was Snords Irregulars, which I am super psyched about because I love the units that are going to be in there. The uh, Jump. Frank and Frank Mac. And Mac, the Jumping Guillotine, which is kind of one of my favorites. Uh, Spartan, I like quite a bit. And a new Highlander, so. Those sound pretty cool. Yeah, that's going to be slick. I'm excited about that. Uh, We mentioned that they've got the t-shirts going on. So I know they've had uh, the latest one was the Northwind Highlanders and the Republic of the Sphere. And then I know the first batch was Sea Fox. Did they have another one besides Sea Fox? Yeah, they had the, uh, I think it was the Elysian Lancers. Elysian, Elysian. Okay. So, yeah, if you're looking for t-shirts, there's more and more out there. So hit the Catalyst website or or hit Aries might have them. I'm not sure about the t-shirts there. Um, Let's see. We also got the proliferation pack. Ben, walk us through the proliferation pack. So this is a pretty niche pack, I think. Um, So you're looking at the original proliferation saga or a series of, of stories about how each uh, house unit obtained the battle mech technology from the Terran hegemony. Um, so there was a series of like six stories for each of the great houses um, and the hegemony uh, yeah, and the hegemony, how they kind of started it with the Mackie and everything. So um, you're looking at uh, it, the whole list of uh those original minis which was the starting with the mackie um i think you've got the the battle axe or all those different ones from all the different houses they came up with um maybe the hammer hands is in there i'm not quite sure i i don't think we've seen a we've just seen a mock-up of the art of the box and some some 3D or, uh, designs for what might be in the box. So uh, definitely going to get the Mackie in it. Um, and then you're going to see a lot of the other stuff that each house was their first met kind of thing. So I think it's a, a very niche pack. Uh, but if you yeah. want to play some, some Age of War stuff yeah. with some of that involved, it might be kind of neat. Yeah, I've got it pulled up now. Uh, <laughs> my... Your- Get your push to yeah. talk short down. No, my my internet keeps jumping. the The page I've got it pulled up on keeps jumping to a freaking video, and it won't go away. <laughs> uh, um, and and it like you get the, it's, the fiction, the stories plus the minis, right? So it's kind of that bonus. The yeah, the proliferation cycle, which came out with the original Kickstarter, was uh, highly recommend reading all those. And it also includes, like like Ben mentioned, how each of the each how each of the great houses. There we go. 
um, acquired or stole or whatever uh, the Battlemech tech. And then they also include in there a story on the uh, original Omnimech, um, yep. which was pretty cool. And the proliferation pack itself, if it will let me scroll back up to it. I got Hold you. On. It's, it's got the Mackie, the Ymir, the Battleaxe, the Gladiator. Ymir. Ymir. My bad. Ymir. Mjolnir. <laughs> the Icarus 2. <laughs> the Firebee and the Coyote. So. Not to be confused with the Fireball, which is much more incredible. Right. It's the Firebee. Exactly. So, so those will be coming out some i think it's still quarter one right is it well i guess quarter one's almost over so maybe quarter two something like that um let's see we've also got the urban mech lands pack uh you've been checking that one out mike um not really because i'm not a big urby fan i think it's overdone you can add that uh, in with your security lands and call it a day. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, that, and that's a hundred percent. But I mean, I guess it's cool to have various variants yeah. of of the Irby. But you know, ah, I'm I'm o- I'm over you the Irby. They might obsession. do something with this with like really well known where they where they have like four variants of the Atlas in one box or something like that. Or or do you think this is just kind of just Irby's? I could see that going down, you know, farther into the future, you know, where, you know, you get your your Highlander box, which is like four Highlanders, and or you get your, you know, your your Atlas box or your, you know, whatever. Um, just with the amount of variants are coming out with, you know, the jumping stuff, you know, the jumping Thunderbolt, the jumping guillotine, the jumping hatchetman, you know, the jumping crusader. So I, I can see maybe you get a jumping pack, you know, that's got all the jumping stuff in it, you know, that they've that produced makes so far. So I think that'd be kind of, you know, it'd be a way to broaden the market. So if you're just trying to get a bunch of atlases, hey, I'll just go buy the atlas pack, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I know. I do kind of wish the blind salvage boxes weren't blind. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know people have tried to make up like, um, like kind of like a... Uh, Magic the Gathering style, where like you you buy all the salvage boxes and you um, day like day of the event and then you run the event. I forget what they were calling it. Either way, I just wish we could specifically buy individual mechs uh, outside of only Fortress, parting them out into individual pieces. At the very least, I do wish they would include mechs from the box sets themselves that can only be obtained in box sets themselves into the, mm-hmm. especially if they're going to keep them blind, add it to the salvage boxes so we can get some of those that are only in box sets. Because like if I want one mini out of, say, the Alphastrike box set, which is probably a couple more Cougars and a couple more Wraiths, at least put them in salvage boxes so I don't have to spend the 50 to $70, depending on where you buy it from, for right. the whole box, just for one more, one more, yeah, uh, or yeah, pouncer. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe sometime in the future. That's my I, two I cents. I like the idea. I don't know from a business standpoint what they're, you know, what the kind of the the back end of it is. But I I agree. I would, it would be nice to be able to get a catapult, an actual catapult, <laughs> without having to buy the, you know, a a box of <laughs> of stuff that I already have tons of. So anyway, that's good. Weren't we supposed to get the catapult k2 and plastic with this kickstarter as well i thought there were the ppc variant talk of it but i did not see it on the list so i'm not sure 
I, I saw the I saw the plastic. Uh, was it proof or whatever it's called? Um, test print. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pr- test mold. I, I've I've yeah. seen it um, with the when when they sh- shared that photo from I think was it Kerensky Con again with all of this stuff. Uh, so like I've seen the plastic makeup of the K two, um, but it wasn't in any of those packs. It's probably going to be a stretch goal. If because I've I've seen it, so it's it's probably going to be yep. in there somewhere. I could see I could see a good number of stretch stretch goals uh, like they did last time, um, but stuff that they've already developed. So maybe it doesn't take so long this time. You know, all all things being considered, last time. Um, and then yeah, I guess to finish it off, they we're also kind of working on some mercenaries fiction. Um, ben, you want to talk about that real quick, especially with our, our guest coming up soon. Um. Yeah, the they just finished up and released the audio version of the Eridani Light Horse Chronicles. Um, and I know they're they're still pushing out some of the more mercenary tales that are that have been popping up every every month or so, um, which are actually pretty cool. Um, I just finished up reading uh, Jason Hansen's story on the. Uh, Light Horse back uh, during the Star League, the original Star League. So, which was kind of neat. Um, so, I'm looking forward to to seeing more fiction come out, um, and we'll see what happens. You know, I, I'm I'm not uh, quite sure what we're going to get. I know that uh, some of the <clears throat> some of the goals from the Kickstarter are going to include, I think, some novellas or a novella. Uh, of something mercenary related, I'm sure. So um, you'll just have to uh, subscribe to the Kickstarter and find <laughs> out. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, anything else you guys want to talk about regarding the Kickstarter? No, Go I for broke, so. I guess. Uh, you know, so because I, I I went uh, star Damn. star captain last time, which was ninety bucks, and then the force packs I didn't get in my Kickstarter. I ended up paying for them anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, right. what's good for the local game store, but. I don't know. Just just get it all up front. <laughs> yeah, just knock it out. I think uh, I kind of went, I can't remember. You know you're going to get exactly. it anyway. It's like, well, I, I could wait or I could get them all at once. And I think I'll get them all at once this time. So work that overtime, everyone. And uh, yeah, get your, get your pocketbook ready and have fun this week uh, with the Kickstarter. So time to start donating plasma <laughs> See it. indeed you know start recycling those cans <laughs> get those bottles in uh cool well let's let's just do some shout outs and we'll we'll finish up today and i'll i'll start with the shout outs uh i just wanted to shout out aries games and minis of course our sponsor here and derek there who who always gets stuff out very quickly Whenever I put in an order, he's got stuff flowing in the mail to me within the next day or two. So I've always been uh, pleasantly surprised at how fast I get my packages from Aries. And the quality has always been there. He's got a great selection. Uh, he, he's, he's got what I can't find in the local game store sometimes. So I like to support the local game stores, but I love when I can find anything that I truly need on Aries. So uh, heading over to Ben. Uh, I'm gonna shout out uh, Hobby Town for uh, giving us an opportunity to put this little party together for this coming Friday. So uh, appreciate them working with us and and giving us a little bit of space to uh, get a little rowdy. So Hobby Town, yeah. thank you, Mikey Mike. Mike, 
So for me, I'm just going to shout out good old uh, my buddy Rick and our as being a worthy opponent yesterday in our thousand PV match. Uh, we took eight ish hours, um, but it was it was a hell of a lot of fun. And then uh, moving from that into our conversations on the Wolfnet channel, uh, just going to give a good old shout out to Kestrel for being receptive to our comments on the aerospace rules and potential changes um so thanks for not just dismissing us (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate you good sir (laughs) but yeah uh rick and kestrel that's my shout out well thanks for everyone for listening and we hope you guys have a great kickstarter week and uh get out some gaming you know get to do some gaming this week and hope to talk to you guys later ciao ciao Last call. Last call. Thanks for joining us today in the Valhalla Club. Special thanks to our sponsor, Ares Games and Miniatures. Ares is the premier online retailer for all your Battletech needs. You can contact us at the Valhalla Club at Outlook.com. If you are in Colorado, please join your local community group on Facebook and Discord. If you are able to help support your local Colorado Battletech community, subscribe on Patreon to Colorado Battletech. This Patreon account is used to supply prize support for local events and assist in venue costs. Links for the Valhalla Club Discord, the Colorado Battletech Patreon, and Facebook group are in the show notes. Until next time, mech fans. 